0: Hey everyone, I'm David Chalian, the CNN Political Director. This is the CNN Political Briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Tuesday, May 24th. It's a Tuesday in May, and that means we have another huge primary election day. Voters in five states head to the polls with Georgia on a lot of people's minds. As we've been covering on this podcast, Georgia will be the center of attention today as we watch results come in in key contests, that gubernatorial primary on the Republican side, the secretary of state's Republican primary, and of course, some big time battleground toss up contests being set up now, such as Raphael Warnock and Herschel Walker likely emerging through the nomination process and kicking off officially their general election battle on which the control of the United States Senate may hinge. Also, Stacey Abrams is awaiting the winner of this big Republican primary between the incumbent Governor Brian Kemp and former Senator David Perdue. And as we've noted, Donald Trump has a lot on the line here. There is no race he has gotten more involved in than this one. Last night, he actually called into a Perdue tele-rally to try and boost Perdue's effort here in the final hours. That was while his vice president, Mike Pence, who clearly is staking out some different turf here and trying to host up against his former boss, was campaigning in Georgia last night on behalf of Brian Kemp. Here's a taste of what we heard from both Trump and Pence. When you say yes to Governor Brian Kemp tomorrow, you will send a deafening message all across America that the Republican Party is the party of the future. David is the only candidate who can beat Stacey Abrams because I don't believe Kemp can do it. He's got too many people in the Republican Party that will refuse to vote. They're just not going to go out after what they did to two senators and to a presidential election. Now, you just heard Donald Trump again float this idea that Republicans won't come out and support Kemp because Kemp did not support Donald Trump's efforts to subvert the election to overturn the legitimate 2020 election in Georgia that Joe Biden won because Brian Kemp would not join Donald Trump in spewing that lie. So, I mean, he didn't go quite as far as he has in the past suggesting that perhaps Stacey Abrams would be better than Brian Kemp for Georgia if he wins the nomination. But I do think it begs the question how and what is Donald Trump going to do to try to bring the Republican Party together after? tonight's primary. If his candidate, David Perdue, comes up short, will Donald Trump just stay silent or will he actually come around to Brian Kemp, who's been his number one political target? But, you know, Kemp has made effort, effort, effort not to continue to draw his ire, not to complain about Donald Trump in any way, in hopes that Trump will be part of the effort to stitch the party back together after the primary. So it'll be very interesting to see how Trump behaves once we actually have results, if indeed his candidate comes up short. As for Trump's attack against Kemp. Kemp, as he did in a debate on Georgia public broadcasting earlier this month, has pushback on that because he was the champion of that Senate Bill 202. I was as frustrated as anyone else with the 2020 election results. And I actually did something about it, working with the Georgia General Assembly to address those issues in Senate Bill 202, the Elections Integrity Act. We've outlawed Zuckerberg money. We've tied photo ID to absentee ballots by mail. We've secured drop boxes to make sure that we don't have those problems in the future. This bill garnered a ton of controversy last year because of the voter ID requirements that it imposed, the fact that it made it a crime to approach voters who are in line and try to give them food and water. Democrats were screaming foul on this. A lot of voting rights activists were saying this bill is going to restrict access to the ballot. You'll remember there were corporations getting involved, Major League Baseball pulling the All-Star game. So this was a big national conversation around this bill. And in fact, as the bill was making its way through the Georgia legislature, some of the harsher restrictions were actually eased in order to get the bill passed. So what is fascinating is that Kemp, despite the fact that Trump likes to say he doesn't take election integrity seriously because he doesn't join his particular lie about the 2020 election being rigged, Kemp uses this bill that he passed as a calling card. And by the way, what have we seen in early vote, pre-election day vote in Georgia? We've seen records be broken. By May 21st, almost 800,000 ballots were cast in early voting. And we saw dramatic increase with both Republican pre-election ballots and Democratic pre-election ballots when compared to the primary season four years ago in 2018. And by the way, then there was a competitive Democratic primary for governor, unlike now. And yet we still see a bigger pre-election turnout. We'll see what happens today on Election Day. But Stacey Abrams, the likely Democratic nominee for governor, setting up a potential rematch with Kemp, said she does not believe that simply because There is greater pre-election day turnout that there's not still, from her perspective, cause for concern about this election bill. We know that increased turnout has nothing to do with suppression. Suppression is about whether or not you make it difficult for voters to access the ballot. We know that across this state, voters are still facing difficulties. Remember, as you're watching the Georgia races, as you're watching the races in Arkansas and Alabama tonight, you need 50% plus one to avoid a runoff. So that's another storyline to watch. Does Kemp get over that 50% plus one mark to avoid a runoff? Does the incumbent governor in Alabama, Kay Ivey, the incumbent Republican Senator John Bozeman in Arkansas, do they avoid a runoff and get to the 50% plus one mark? Those will be interesting things to watch tonight as well. And before we go, just a quick update on last week's primary in Pennsylvania. Yes, it's still ongoing. Dr. Mehmet Oz, as I am recording this on Tuesday afternoon, is 985 votes ahead of David McCormick in that race. So Oz's lead has now shrunk to below a thousand votes. David McCormick and his campaign have now filed a lawsuit to have the mail ballots that are undated. You're supposed to sign and date your mail ballots to have undated mail ballots Count it. So they're trying to force all of Pennsylvania's 67 counties to count the ballots that were received on time but did not have a date. That litigation is still going through the courts, though those ballots are going to be segregated out per instructions from the Pennsylvania Department of State, the overseer of elections there. Segregated out, held in a separate pile, will not be part of the tally that we see in the initial results that are due by 5 p.m. Eastern today. And it is those results that will trigger what we expect to be this automatic recount because this race is still within half a percentage point. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment to be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.